Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you. Today is the fourth Sunday of Epiphany and two days before Chinese New Year. I'm delighted to be leading this service with other Chinese heritage clergy and some friends from across the Diocese of Bristol as we celebrate God's love for all people and all cultures. And so, brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate, let us call to mind our sins. You made us to be one family, yet we have divided humanity. Lord, have mercy. You were born a Jew to reconcile all people, yet we have brought disharmony amongst races. Christ, have mercy. You rejoice in our differences, yet we make them a cause of enmity. Lord, have mercy. God, the Father of mercies, has reconciled the worlds to himself through the death and resurrection of his Son, Jesus Christ, not counting our trespasses against us by sending his Holy Spirit to shed abroad his love among us by the ministry of reconciliation entrusted by Christ to his church. Receive his pardon and his peace to stand before him in his strength alone, this day and evermore. Amen.
A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 22 to 39. After Jesus had left that place, he passed along the Sea of Galilee, and he went up the mountain where he sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the maimed, the blind, the mute, and many others. They put them at his feet, and he cured them, so that the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for the crowd, because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in the desert to feed so great a crowd? Jesus asked them, How many loaves have you? They said, Seven, and a few small fish. Then, ordering the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and all of them ate and were filled, and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Those who had eaten were 4,000 men, besides women and children. After sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. This is the word of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I said earlier on, today is the fourth Sunday of Epiphany, and also just two days before we celebrate Chinese New Year. Now, Chinese, or Lunar New Year, is an important celebration for many people across the world, and is even more widely celebrated than Christmas and even Easter. Now, a major component of Lunar New Year festivities is food. And this year, my family and I have made dumplings uh, in the shape of golden ingots to signify prosperity, which is a hope we have for local businesses around us that have really struggled over the last year through the pandemic. Uncut noodles represent long life, and sharing a whole chicken symbolises families coming together. And these are all hopes and wishes we have for our local community. And even the amount of food is symbolic, representing abundance and banqueting. And banqueting is frequently depicted in early Christian art. The imagery of sharing a meal is central to our understanding and celebration of the Eucharist too. The Bible is rich in banqueting imagery. The Gospel writer Matthew repeatedly describes banquets and feasts as being present in the kingdom of heaven. He records two instances in Jesus' life where he miraculously multiplies loaves and fishes. The first occurrence takes place in chapter 14 with the feeding of the 5,000. The second occurrence is in chapter 15, which we heard in our gospel reading, where he feeds 4,000. And a question I've always pondered is why did Jesus perform the same miracle twice? And why did the gospel writer record both instances when they are so similar? Well, it seems to me that there could be three distinct possibilities. Firstly, it could be that they are the same story told twice. 
And yet, if you look at the evidence, however, this is going to be unlikely. For a start, when Jesus fed the 5,000 in chapter 14, we read that the grass was green. And yet there's no indication of that in chapter 15. In fact, when we look at the corresponding account in the Gospel of Mark, we read that they sat on hard ground. And although the miracles are similar, Matthew has emphasised differences in the number of fish and the number of the crowd to clearly distinguish the two from one another. So they're not the same story. The second possibility then is that Matthew is simply reiterating the point of the first miracle. You see, when Jesus fed the 5,000 in chapter 14, he was symbolically demonstrating that he has come to feed God's chosen people. Is that the same point he's trying to make in chapter 15? I would argue no, and the reason for that assertion leads me to our third and most likely possibility. A significant difference between the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000 is that whilst the 5,000 were predominantly Jewish, the crowd further along the shore were mostly Gentiles, that is to say, not Jewish. This would explain why the disciples in our Gospel reading ask Jesus how he plans to feed the crowd. They have not suddenly had a relapse in memory and forgotten that Jesus can miraculously multiply enough food. They ask the question because they cannot imagine. They cannot imagine that the heavenly banqueting table, which represents the kingdom, is open to all people, regardless of ethnicity or background. And yet this is the good news of the gospel. Jesus does not want to send anyone away hungry. In the feeding of the 4,000, Jesus takes the initiative to feed them. We read that it is Jesus who calls for disciples to himself and tells them, I have compassion for these people. And that's in verse 32. We also read that some in the crowd were lame, blind, crippled, and mute. Jesus demonstrates by feeding them that God's love is inclusive. It is for Jews and Gentiles alike. It is for the able-bodied and non. It cuts across class and status. The banqueting table is a place where all people can receive a welcome and feast together in the love of God. Lunar New Year is traditionally a time when Chinese families like mine gather together at our parents' home, what could be described as our father's house. This often comes after a ritual spring clean, which amongst other things represents putting aside disagreement and resentment, kind of reminiscent of the peace. The banqueting table is also a place where we serve one another. You'll often observe family members picking up the choicest morsels of food in their chopsticks and then placing them in another's rice bowl. It is a time where everyone participates and no one is left out. This Lunar New Year, let us be reminded of God's radical hospitality. Over the past year, many people from Hong Kong have moved to the UK to start a new life. And indeed, this Chinese New Year may be the first for many of them away from their families and support. So may the imagery of the banqueting table, both in Chinese tradition and in the Bible,
remind us to extend a welcome to all people and to be sensitive to the needs of all those who are often found on the margins of our society. Amen. Hi, my name's Coast and I'm British-born Chinese. Uh, in our family, we have this one saying, which is that the camera eats first. I'm a bit of a foodie. Um, we all love food and food is very special to us. And I even do a little bit of cooking myself and food has always been special in my life, in our lives. My parents came over in the 60s uh, from Hong Kong to the UK. And I guess like many others at the time, were looking for a new life and a new beginning. And like many others, they started a takeaway and a restaurant business. During those years, they spent uh, a lot of time working real hard because restaurant life is a hard thing. So we always appreciated any time we got to eat together as family. I guess as immigrants to the UK, they worked really hard to provide food for us and they were used to working really hard. My grandparents were farmers and my mum used to tell me stories about how she would walk into the forest to get firewood to cook. And as a family, I guess one of the things I learned when we had little and when we had a bit more was this idea of generosity and hospitality. We're good sharers and there's a lot of that in Chinese culture, whether it's a sharing an orange or sharing a 13 course banquet. And I guess that's the beautiful, simple thing that food is not just food. Food is a language. Food is a good excuse to bless and include others. Uh, food is a vehicle for love.
Together, let us declare our faith in God, who has compassion for all who hunger and thirst after him. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, my name is Chris Brown. I'm a curate at Christchurch in Clifton, Bristol. I love the opportunities we have here to connect with people in our community, to hear their stories and share the love of Jesus with them. It's wonderful to see people realise afresh the breadth and depth of Jesus' love for them and to see the transformation in their lives that only Jesus can bring. Over the past year, we've had several individuals and families from Hong Kong join our church family. It's been a joy and privilege to get to know them. This has happened quite naturally as we've gathered to worship Jesus together, as we've shared conversation in cafes, as we've worked together, and as we've helped and supported each other. The Lunar New Year is a really important season for these people. It's a time of celebration, of connecting with family and friends. And sharing a meal together plays a really big part in that celebration. It played a big part in Jesus' ministry too. The simple act of inviting someone to come and share a meal is actually an invitation to belong. It says to someone, you are with us and we are with you. By the time you hear this, the hall, the space behind me in the centre of the church will have been transformed into a banquet hall. It'll have a distinctly Southeast Asian feel. And we will have gathered church family and friends and guests to share a meal together, hosted by the Southeast Asian members of our church family. It's been brilliant to see a team of people from many cultures come together and work out the shape and approach to this event. To think about those things like decorations and food and what will be said and the games that will be played and just how it will all fit together. And that in itself has been a beautiful expression of unity. And then to see the joy that people have in extending that invitation. All of the invitations have been by word of mouth and they've extended to people who wouldn't normally come to church. People for whom going to church feels daunting. And yet coming into the church building and sharing a meal with people feels safe and exciting. And so we're really looking forward to this time of building unity, of understanding and sharing our culture, of celebrating our diversity and recognising the beautiful unity that we have in Jesus. So Happy New Year to you all and thank you.
in the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Loving God, we pray for the world. As we celebrate Chinese New Year, we thank you for the gifts of family and friends. We praise you for our blessings and for the love and compassion you have showered upon the world. We think of those who are feeling lonely and unloved, those who have lost their friends and family, their homes and livelihood due to war, conflict and political unrest. Lord, bring healing of body, mind or spirit, we pray. Help us to celebrate diversity and unity. May we be your light where there is darkness, to be your vessels of love and hope where there is sorrow and distress. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for the church. We give thanks for the body of Christ, that you have gathered people from every nation and every tongue to praise your holy name. Fill your church with your Holy Spirit, we pray, and ignite within us the compassion and love that we have witnessed through your living word. May we sing the song of faith and justice and be good neighbours to those around us. May we meditate on your words and grow into the disciples that you have called us to be. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. May I invite you to say the Lord's Prayer in a language that is close to your heart as I say the Lord's Prayer in Cantonese. Amen. A collect for today. Almighty God, who called your church to witness that you were in Christ reconciling the world to yourself. Help us to proclaim the good news of your love, that all who hear it may be drawn to you. Through him who was lifted up on the cross and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our final prayer and blessing. Draw your church together, O God, into one great company of disciples, together following our Lord Jesus Christ into every walk of life together serving him in his mission to the world, and together witnessing to his love on every continent and island. And the blessing of God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. <laughs>